This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about people we love, and let's bring her in right now. Here to lay down the law. Very grateful to you, Constable. Thank you, Constable. With her favorite picks for today. Here's Clark. She fires and goes! It's Kate Constable. And may the Schwartz be with you. You know what time it is? A Women of Wagertainment Wednesday. A day I love, by the way. We established that at the start of the show. Chelsea, right now, Wednesdays, dropping down the list. A little ironic there. We're talking to Kate Costable, host of The Better Angle, each Saturday from 4 to 7 in the East. Follow her on Twitter and TikTok as well. Kate, I have to ask, we've covered a lot of topics today. sync, Taylor Swift. So now we're moving on to Milk. <laughs> <laughs> What's your opinion on milk? I'm with Chelsea. I'm an almond milk drinker, and I kind of okay. hate myself for it, too. I actually think almond milk tastes better than regular milk. And just, like, a full glass of milk, <laughs> even if it's all – like, I would never drink a full glass of almond milk. I would have it yeah. in a latte. I would have it on cereal, something like that. I'm not sure the rest of my life you'll ever catch me drinking a full glass of milk. That grosses me out, like, to the max. So, but I'm also yes. not uh, opposed to skim milk if I have to have it. Oh, no. A, a, um, cereal. Skim milk? So, I go 2%. Yeah, I, mean, I go split the forth, difference. But, but full on glass of milk, no thank you. That'll never happen. Whole milk is gross, but 2% is just right. Skim milk is not milk. Like, it's not even in the same category. Like but I get it. But also. My mom's theory was your kids, you need strong bones. And I will say this, I never broke a bone. So maybe my mom was on to something, but luckily I am not forced to drink milk all of the time anymore. All right. So let's look at the NFL slate, Kate. Uh, Is there anything that got your first impression rose as you were looking over the slate? Which game stuck out to you the most? 
Well, the Bills, I am taking the Bills in my as my survivor pick this week. Josh Allen was mm-hmm. terrible against the Jets. The Bills should have won that game. I mean, the path was paved for them after the uh, first four plays for the Jets. Like, Bills should have mm-hmm. won that game. So I mm-hmm. think that they bounce back in week two. They're back at home against the Raiders team that, yes, they had some success against the Broncos, but still not at the same caliber that Buffalo is at. Josh Allen's got to take a big look in the mirror and figure out what going on um, with the turnovers and he's got to fix that he addressed it in the postgame press conference it sounds like you know this is an issue we've got to take a little bit more seriously you would have thought they would have cleaned that up in in the summer and, and in preseason but here we are I still think the bills are going to get this done I think that they win big and as a survivor this is one that I'm not going to sweat too much I think Okay, Kate, that's a good pick. I looked at them as well. So let's get into some NFL lines this week. It's midweek, so it's time to place those bets. If you like a number that you see, the Bengals laying three and a half against the Ravens. Give us your analysis here. Uh, How bad was Joe Burrow in week one? Not good. I mean, not even 100 yards passing. Bengals didn't even have 100 yards on the ground. But Burrow always seems to struggle against the Browns, and the Browns' defense was really good. Burrow didn't play in the preseason, didn't practice much leading up to that week one because of that calf injury. I'm on the Bengals to uh, bounce back, not only get the win against the Ravens, but cover as well. Ravens might, might, outside of the Jets, be or have the worst injury luck of all teams in the NFL. J.K. Dobbins is also out for the season with that Achilles tear. And um, two offensive linemen, the two best offensive linemen, are likely to be out for the Ravens in Ronnie Stanley and Tyler Lindebaum. I mean, without those two, I think that the Bengals' pass rush uh, can get to Lamar Jackson and it apply some pressure on him. And, I mean, even with Dobbins in last week, the Ravens' run game, didn't even combine for over 65 yards and it's 63 yards on 24 carries with J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, and Justice Hill against the Texans defense. I mean, I know Will Anderson proved to be a pretty good off the bat as, as a rookie, but I just think that this is a game Joe Burrow bounces back. I mean, highest paid quarterback in the NFL, highest paid player in the NFL now, and you're going to play like that in week one. This team's going to come back, get a win. I, I don't. I, I took this one at minus three earlier in the week. It's up to three and a half. I think that that's just fine as well. I, I think that the Bengals could win this game by a touchdown, so I'm all over Cincinnati this weekend feels like week two is a good spot to kind of go the other direction of people who are overreacting and when I see the Seahawks getting six points against the Lions it feels like another one of those plays to where people are going to overreact to the Seahawks losing to the Lions winning is that kind of the direction you're taking when it comes to this Seahawks and Lions matchup Yes, exactly, Chelsea. This is a buy low on the Seahawks, sell high on the Lions. Do we think the Lions would be six-point favorites if they didn't beat the Chiefs in week one? And would the Lions have beat the Chiefs in week one if Travis Kelsey was playing and Chris Jones was playing and the Chiefs receivers could actually catch a few passes? I don't think so. And this line would be totally different if that was the case. The Lions would not be laying six points. So I think a little bit of an overreaction on the Lions, a little bit of an overreaction on the Seahawks losing to the Rams. I mean, Geno Smith did not look good in that game uh, against the Rams, but the Rams have always played the Seahawks close, a divisional matchup uh, between the two of them. So I'm not going to overreact too much on the Seahawks losing. I think this um, this Lions line is a bit of an overreaction. 
based on their win over the Chiefs. They would not have won that game if Kelsey was in. I don't believe so. So I think we're getting great value on the Seahawks here, plus six. Plus, I mean, Seahawks offense, for some reason, really good against the Lions defense. And I know the Lions defense in the past has not been that good. They revamped the secondary, blah, blah, blah. All supposed to be great. But Seattle's combined for 99 points in their last two meetings against uh, the Lions. Put up 48 points, 555 yards at Ford Field uh, the last time they played. So I think this Seattle offense can have some success. I will take the six points with Geno Smith. We're talking with Kate Constable, host of The Better Angle, each Saturday from 4 to 7 in the East. All right, you are an Iowa Hawkeye, so you have the inside scoop, or at least you follow the Hawkeyes more than most people do. Iowa, Western Michigan, what's the play? Well, I'm a little confused by this game. I love my Iowa mm-hmm. Hawkeyes, but they can't score. They, they really struggle finding the end zone or at least moving the ball. Anything that has to do with offense. Iowa's not great. So they're 28 and a half point favorites over Western Michigan. Sure, Western Michigan, not a great football team. But Iowa hasn't scored more than 24 points this entire season. And that's against Utah State and Iowa State. Yes, a little bit higher caliber teams than Western Michigan. But we're asking Iowa to put up 29 almost 30 points to cover in this game like what happens if western michigan gets a field goal or god forbid a touchdown all of a sudden you're asking iowa to score well into the 30s i just don't think that's possible for this offense especially with penn state on deck next week maybe a little bit of a look ahead spot for the hawkeyes here so uh, i hate to fade my own team but i'm not sure i can lay 28 points with Iowa. And I also have Penn State on my list of games that I want to talk to you guys about because oh. Penn State plays Illinois next week and or this coming weekend. 14 and a half point favorites on the road. Well, Penn State hosts Iowa next week, like I mentioned, and that's their whiteout game. That's the biggest game uh, of the season for them, their night game. Like so much excitement about that. This could be kind of a look ahead spot for the Nittany Lions. So I might take, I have not taken it yet, but Illinois plus 14 and a half is a a play that I think I'm going to be added to my card by the end uh, of the uh, week going into Saturday. I just, I'm not sure Penn State covers that number with their big game next week. All right, Kate, we got a little extra time. And remember how we did this last year? You can't have a Bears helmet in your background without me asking about the Chicago Bears. Wasn't a great week one for Chicago. (laughs) Uh, Do you think there is any silver lining or anything to take away from the Bears that makes you want to believe in them as maybe a team getting three points against Tampa Bay this week? No. I know we have a couple minutes to fill. No, I don't. There's nothing I want to take away from that game. That was bad. That was bad. Justin Fields looked bad. He missed a lot of uh, a lot of passes. DJ Moore only two targets for like what, 18, 20 some yards, 25 yards, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't bring in a receiver like that to only throw to him twice. And I went back and watched uh, some of the plays in which Moore was wide open downfield, but Fields' eyes didn't even make it down there. I mean, he was just throwing the little short routes, the checkdowns, things like that, that wasn't even looking downfield towards DJ Moore. So uh, I'm not I'm not sure that the Bears' offense drew it up to only target Moore twice, but that's the reality of really what happened. And the Bears' defense could not slow down 
the Packers uh, run game. Aaron Jones. I mean, we've been haunted by Aaron Rodgers forever. Now we have Aaron. Like, what is it with Aaron's? It's just, it's, it's not good. So there's not a whole lot I'm taking away from uh, the Bears. Maybe this is one of those just burn the tape, you know, watch it once, learn from your mistakes and then burn it. I'm not playing anything in this game against the box because I don't think all that highly of Baker Mayfield, but he certainly looked better than Justin Fields and uh, the Bears in week one. So I'm staying off this game completely until the Bears show me something that I can kind of hang on to and actually want to back in the betting market. She is host of The Better Angle each Saturday from 4 to 7 in the East. And like everyone else, she has a strong opinion on milk, which we respect. Kate, thanks for being with us and have a great week. Thanks, guys. We'll see you soon. You bet. Well, Chelsea, another vote for almond milk, which I won't even try. The lovely Catherine loves almond milk, but not this guy. I always say hard pass. Just give me a Diet Coke or something. Well, I don't drink it plain. Like, I put it in coffee. I put it in milk. It's not like a beverage. It's just like a, what, a condiment? Like, what do you call it? <laughs> milk? A condiment? Milk is just a... It's a word. It's, milk is sort of... An additive. A mil- An additive? Milk is just a drink, Something right? Something you put on top of things. Oh. Like, you don't eat ketchup by itself. You don't drink that, milk by itself. Well, that is definitely true. You're eating ketchup by itself. You have issues. Call a therapist immediately. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.